Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? I have been looking forward to this conversation because I just enjoy speaking with Matt. And I wanted to get his thoughts on an interesting investor. So let's welcome Matt to the show first. How you doing, buddy? Excited to be here, Mike. Doing great, thanks. Well, hey, there's, uh, there's somebody out there that uh, is known for saying bigger is better. Uh, he's known for raising lots of capitals. He's an author, best-selling author. He, he's got a fancy plane and some fancy watches and, a, you know, lives in a penthouse. And uh, his name's Grant Cardone. So I was just curious, what do you think of Grant? Uh, I just thought I'd, uh, I'd, I'd ask and kind of sit back and listen. Yeah, I think, uh, so he's a super smart guy. Like he knows deals. He knows how to run a number. He knows, this guy is super smart. He really knows a lot about deals. I think- where I kind of diverge a little bit from Grant is talking his book. Like his book is one thing and one thing only. He's not going in and he's not going to do the work with a bank to buy a hundred single family homes. Yeah. That's not his business. That's not what he's going to do. So the only book of business that he really has is investors. And it's a great book of business. Don't get me wrong. When I say only it's, this is his focus and focus is good, but his focus is, you know, large multifamily, you know, hundred million dollar plus deals um, and, you know, getting investors in so they can take a part in that, which, you know, depending on what you believe from what you read, it's anywhere from 2% to 6% return for doing nothing. You know, I mean, let's face it for doing nothing. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, stock markets that way too. And the only issue is, is that you get your biggest exit when you sell. So the question is, will they sell that property in five years or 10 years or 15 years? Completely get the model really smart, give some people real estate exposure without having to be landlords. Yeah, good. Um, I think where we further diverge is the concept of 16 and 32 units. He's actually funny. He's come off that a little bit. Mm-hmm. because you don't have a whole lot to talk about when you're telling your market 16 into 32 units. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for 20, over 20 years, and I have had two 16 to 32 unit opportunities even come across my desk mm. Yeah. because it's not really a thing in the Northeast. Yeah. Just isn't. And so I respect Grant, super smart guy, can run the numbers on a deal 10 ways till Tuesday, but I'm hearing the same things that you are. And I don't know what his numbers are, but multifamilies having a tough time collecting. They're by far the largest part of the market not paying their rent right now. Yeah, this K-shaped recovery has really smacked multifamily and apartments. And again, folks, I have these units, right? I have a mix of singles and residential and commercial. So I, my data shows me that apartment collections is rough. Yeah. Uh, people not paying, claiming COVID this or that rough single families. Fine. People, people are fighting to stay in single families and, and rents are rising. So, right. um, you know, I think there's a couple of interesting things. He certainly has come off bigger is better. I don't know if you saw it. I think it was just over the weekend. He did a start small video or something. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought yep. was pretty and interesting. And also his Yahoo finance piece. I did see that too. 
Yeah. I thought his Yahoo finance piece was interesting to, you know, saying the middle class is going to be priced out. Yeah. The affordability index tells you that story. You don't exactly. feel it. You don't need to think it. You need to just look at the affordability index. The affordability index is factual. It is median income of house is this, your median house price is this, median income is this. Mm-hmm. And if they're really close together, it's unaffordable. If they're further apart, it's not unaffordable. And yeah. rate rise and all those things change. Listen, you and I are an economists. Mm-hmm. I'm decent with numbers, but I'm not an economist. Mm-hmm. So I depend on the economists to do the math and show me in that affordability index, what does this really mean? What are the real numbers here? Yeah. And I think that's where I can't say an entire sector of our country is going to be locked out of being able to buy a house. Don't say, I don't think that. I don't feel that way. No. So again, I thought that was an interesting article. I read it. Actually, I think I talked about it on my daily financial news the yep. other day. Yep. And um, so, yeah, we are going into a point where many markets, the media, many, the the affordability index is going to be stretched. Sure. I mean, that's a factual statement. Some markets are farther away from others. I.e. Fresno is a 48 and I don't get concerned till 20. So we yeah. have, you know, plenty. plenty of room. Uh, New Hampshire yeah. seems like it's, it's, you know, on the cusp of being a problem right now. So it's, it, it is, yeah. it, learn your market, do the work, all that good stuff. But the thing I want to say, you know, again, that whole notion of talking your book, right? Just so you guys know, we're not talking about his 10X book or his, sell or be sold book. We're talking about how he makes his money, right? That's right. And he makes his money, you know, historically by being a syndicator and making, you know, 1% of this and 1% of that and 1% of this and 1% of that. And that's how he makes his money. Now, I think what he's doing, it's interesting. This is what I think is going on with Grant. And again, Mm -hmm. the fact that he gets people thinking about real estate. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Love it. So, and I don't know this, this is just one person's opinion from watching him for, I don't know, three or four years and reading many of his books. A couple of years ago, he was making his money off the average person by selling the vision of multifamily to non-accredited investors. Yes. Hey, you have five grand, come invest with me. Okay. So basically how that's how he was using his awesome social media network, his ability to get deals. And that's how he was kind of using his funnel, right? That's, that's, I mean, he has hundreds of salespeople, right? His funnel. Now, uh, I think in the last six or nine months, again, if you believe what you read, he is being sued uh, by some non-accredited investors. And again, I don't know if it's a valid suit or not, but it has been filed. I think there's actually two. And I think what he's looking at is he's going, you know what? Working with non-accredited investors is not worth the headache. Even if the suits are dismissed, he's going to spend lots of money on lawyers, right? He's got absolutely. Why am I doing this? I, it's not worth the headache. I'm only going to deal with accredited investors, which that's why they're called accredited investors, right? Mm-hmm. And so now what he's saying is, you know what? Instead of bringing non-accredited investors to my Marte family portfolio, you know, a thousand of them in one fund, it's just no headache. Instead, let's go get them introduced to singles. Let's go talk residential. Right. I don't know that for sure but it makes logical sense to me. Cause again, he's just building up a brand new funnel. Cause I'm sure he's going to have courses and this and that, and this and that. And he's just going to, he's going to churn that money in a different direction. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just right. saying, that's what I think happened. He changed his business model. Yeah. I think it changes with the market changing, right? Yeah. Which is you're getting away from the unaccredited investor. Yeah. Number one, number two is there's only so many multifamilies around this country to buy. And he is competing against the biggest and the best of the best. Yeah. That's why I respect what he's done as an operator. Yeah. Is 
he still found a way to nail some of these deals. That's awesome. That's really, really good. And he's done a great job in that. I think the only challenge becomes how many people want to listen to 16 and 32 when it's not even an option for them. Exactly. Like you can literally take, I mean, outside of the couple major cities. And when I say major cities in New Hampshire, I'm talking about 120,000 person cities. Those are my major ones. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's really the only place that any of that stuff really exists. Yeah. You know, in large part, it really doesn't exist here. In fact, one just went on the market and just went under agreement. And the number is so obscene. Wow. The cap rate is mid fives for a hundred and a hundred and forty units. Okay. It's mid five cap rate based on a ninety-eight percent occupancy. <laughs> Right, Mike? 98%, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure, that's going to happen. Yeah, no. And it's at $277,000 a unit. It's at like $39 million, which is the most obscene, ridiculous, absurd number. And I've it's in contract. Seen. Huh? It's under it, contract. Yeah. Well, it takes two parties to make a deal. It does. And it takes one of them to lose it. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I want to say about Grant getting deals done again, he is competing not only against the best operators, but the people with the deepest and cheapest capital oh, available uh, by yeah. BlackRock. Yeah. BlackRock right? insurance I mean, companies. I mean, oh. right. They're happy with 2% returns, right? That's, that's, yeah. that, that's their duration. And the thing to think about too, is, is that because Grant does it does not mean you can do it. No. He is a really smart really dynamic guy that can walk a property and know mm -hmm. literally like we walk properties. Right. Yeah. But I'm not walking 144 unit properties. Yeah. But, out of my realm. Yep. Right. He can walk that. He has the infrastructure in place. He has the teams in place. Things become plug and play when the economy, you know, takes a downturn and all of a sudden a bunch of construction people don't have work for some reason. Mm -hmm. Guess what? He's going to be able to make a contract with them, get a much better rate, but give them a job. And it's the way the capitalistic engine works. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but that's where, that's the position that he'll be in is he'll be rehabbing a bunch of those units when the economy's down because yeah. he can get the, you know, the materials and the labor a whole lot less expensively. So really smart in that regard, but yeah, he's going up against the biggest of the big and that's not where, do you really want to go and compete against the 900 pound gorilla in the room? Yeah. And the other thing I, 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 I really like that he's changed is he, I don't know if he's, I don't know if the, I don't think he would say this, but I do think cap rates are expanding in multifamily, even in the 16s to 32s, yeah. frankly, anything over five, right. Where once you get commercial, sure. um, I think cap rates are expanding. Cause again, if you get the 10 year note up to 3%, yes. but you keep a cap rate at four and a half. I mean, I know I'm, I, I'll take the 3% over the four and a half because four and a half's got all this risk and all these other variables. I'll take the three. And there's already a call just this morning about going to 3% on the 10 year. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that will kill multifamily. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. I mean, we were in, you know, before the turn of the year, it was over one and then it took the ride down. And there were times where it hit, hit, hit half a percent. Yeah. yeah. 0.54 on the 10 year. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the crazy thing is, is of course, banks aren't offering it at a point and a half. They're not making a point on it. They're making two or two and a quarter points on yeah. it. Yeah. So they, you know, there's decent spreads there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the scary thing is like you said, if that gets to one and a half or two or two and a half, not only are profit, not only are our property value is going to significantly decline, mm -hmm. um, but 
again, everyone needs to understand that's not something that happens overnight. That's something that happens over a gradual period of time. That's why everybody, Mike, myself, that's why we look at trends. You know, what was the trend? What happened this month? What, how does that compare in the last three months, six months, 12 months? How does that historically compare? That's what you have to become. You have to become a data scientist, really just understand the science of the data and be able to correlate one to the one to the next. Um, but the nice thing is, is that affordability does a lot of that work for you. Yeah. yeah. If you only need one, like if you're a full-time employee, that's the one thing you got to learn, right? Because it, right. it is your, for me, it's a governor, right? Go all in or take it off, you know, it's, and it's different by every market. So it's really, cool. yeah. And from, I mean, like you said, you know, 48 for a score in Fresno, that's still a buying opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, right? absolutely. At, yeah, way at, safe. At me for 106. No, no good. Nope. It better yeah. be, it better be special circumstances off market. The person needs to exit quickly. Owner would, financing. Yes, exactly. Deal, the deal went sideways for, uh, you know, for another investor and I'm going to help the bank or help the investor or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, I would not help another investor from an investment perspective. Mm-hmm. I would take over the deal and run it the way I run it. Of course. Right? Yeah. We've all had those opportunities though, right, Mike? And you're just like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to come plug your hole. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Your decisions got you there. Yeah, exactly. So we're not going to partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In the end, again, um, I think Grant on the, uh, on the total does more good for real estate investors and it just gets people talking and all of that. He obviously has some things that grade on me a little bit, but again, he, it, that's no judgment. It's just my personality versus his. There's some subtle differences uh, and you can't, well, you the can't other thing too he is owns the, it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is the other thing too, is, you know, his money is derived from all those fees. Mm-hmm. And while he might be part owner of a bunch of those properties, he doesn't own those properties. Correct. And that syndication piece is a big difference mm-hmm. for you. You own your property. For me, I own my property. I have this many investors. Exactly. Except for the bank, which basically says, yes, you did a good job finding the right property at the right value. Right. And that makes it far more able to be in control of what you're going to do. The other thing too is, is that if you need to be in a position where you need to get rid of a property, how easy is it, Mike, to get rid of a one, two, three, or four? <laughs> right? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We're looking for those deals. Guys like us are looking for those deals and other guys have different market inflection points of let's get in, let's not get in. Some guys are sticking around longer. Some guys are leaving earlier. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a market. Exactly. That's a good thing. Yeah. The thing that you have with a problem with a 188 unit building is even unless it's a fire sale, due diligence on that thing is going to take 90 to 120 days exactly. to figure out if they want to move forward you know, and all the work that goes into that. Yeah. And again, I did a video with Jonathan Twomley. God, it must've been about three months ago now, how we took $120 million building down to 60, just with a couple of pivots. And and folks, the stuff's already changing. Interest rates are already up, which affects debt. Occupancy is already down. Rent um, is down. Evictions are up. Expenses are higher. Uh, Multifamily, again, with 30-year gets to, or 10-year gets to 3%, there's going to be a lot of multifamily uh, that is going to have a trouble refining. And again, the difference between commercial and residential is residential is fixed for 30 years. And it doesn't matter if the property goes to zero, the bank can't force a refi. They can a commercial. They have terms, three, five, seven, maybe 10. Yep. Watch out. That's that's where I think the opportunity comes. And that's why I think in the previous video, we talked about 2022 could be pretty interesting. Totally agree with you. Yeah. I think that's what people need to do their homework on, learn and understand. Mm-hmm. And like I said, one, one through four, there's a reason why guys like us lead people down that path. 
Exactly. It's because it's not liquid, but it's far more liquid than a yeah. big multifamily that you're like, you know, anything more than four. And you're all of a sudden talking about somebody that needs to be commercial, needs to put a deal together. Like, excuse me, that's a lot of work. It's yeah, a lot exactly. of work that goes into those deals. Well, very, very cool, man. Thank you very much for this. Very welcome. Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm.